what happened to Munawar, what happened to Veerdas. Is it scary to be a comedian in India? and Dal Pakwan, he is the pride of Sindhis. His hobbies are working in the corporate industry and going to nude beaches during his vacations. <laughs> so just to waste time and to massage his ego and make him feel good. In today's episode of the Lincia Rosario show, we have the talented stand-up comedian Atul Khatri. Thank you, Lincia. I love that introduction. Yeah, um, never been to a nude beach, but thank you. Now that now that you mentioned it, I will definitely go to one. Yeah, it's great to have you today. Thank you so much. We've known each other for so many years. A and decade. A decade. Yeah, and finally we get to meet Samir. Because usually we, you know, meet backstage. Yeah. Okay, bye, bye, bye. All the best. All the best. Chal, bye. You finish your show. Chal, 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 chal. Because you know, MC, she's also a professional MC, and she's. She does such a lovely job and MCs do such a tough job of standing there in front of the client for 4 hours, 5 hours. We just come 30 minutes, do a gig and run away. But yeah, these guys hold the show together. This so kudos to you guys. Thank yeah. you, thank you Atul. In fact, this is like the first time we are actually having yeah, a conversation. Actually, yeah. Even though we met probably several times online, <laughs> offline, everywhere. Yeah. But it's good to see. What's been happening? Two months you were out of the country. Yes. I had to chase you and get you on this show and you were here. <laughs> So, how was your show in the US? So, I was one month in the US and then one month in Europe and UK and both the uh, shows were very, both two months were very good. Uh, uh, USA, being USA so huge, too much travel and this and that but, uh, but Europe was much better. I, my wife also joined me so it was like a holiday come shows and that's really the best thing. You know, you, you holiday and party from Monday to Friday. And then do your shows on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it was a great uh, thing. Way yeah. life, yeah, right? life. And then, uh, in fact, I came. I mean, I was entire summers of India. I was abroad, and I came on 24th of June back in Mumbai, and it started pouring. So I mean, never experienced the this. At least this year, didn't experience the summer of Mumbai. Yeah. So that yeah. was good. I wonder when your shows don't go well, or the jokes that you made don't like they bomb. Yeah. What do you do then? See, first is like if one of your joke doesn't work, you understand you have to while on stage while you're performing, you're understanding why it didn't work. Right. It worked somewhere else, didn't work here. Sometimes just the power dynamics in the room. Like I've seen sometimes like when you do a show, and the CEO or the chairman of the company is sitting over there, and I'm you know I'm on stage every time I make a joke, I can see like you know 800 pairs or how many number of people eyes are there. They all look at the CEO or that guy in the center. If he laughs or he claps, then they all clap. It's very, very... Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? Like I can see that happening immediately. So I, I have this trick where I go on stage only and I tell people, sir, you are the main guy. It's my appraisal happening right now. Mm. So please laugh. Mm. Because only when you laugh, all your guys are going to laugh. And it gets a laugh there also. So idea is to just do it. I, I touch what I do very well in corporate shows because I, I'm myself from a corporate background. Mm. I understand their psycho. I understand their, you know, how they are there. So I'd, I've been able to crack most of the corporate shows. And one thing you have to realize in a corporate show, you're a comedian, you have a voice, but finally you have to toe the line. If they say no jokes on this, 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 you definitely don't do jokes on those particular topics when they tell you not to do that, you know. Mm. So I think it's very important, but but you all, all comedians have your bad nights. So on bad nights, when you have a really bad night, in spite of trying everything, 
it's not work just go go back to your room mm. eat dinner you know drink chamomile tea and go to sleep i'm sure and next morning it will go away probably the next show you can recover yourself and that's a part of every artist you know you also have shows where you, you just things just don't work for whatever reason the spoke guys have taken a 5 o'clock morning flight landed in goa at 7 o'clock and then put into a room in conference and numbers being thrown on them mm. and in the night they said chalo abhi nacho now today is now is the the gala dinner started and this and that and they don't have the energy to do that yeah yeah, yeah. so you have to realize that because i i can't remember the stand up comedian but in in my earlier years i remember we were doing a show and everybody was at the bar nobody was sitting yeah yeah for the show and it was weird that the stand up comedian was performing and there was no one see when you open the bar na nothing else works the bar is the biggest hierarchy in yeah. the corporate show even if the chairman is talking and the bar is open they all standing at the bar and drinking nobody will care a damn you know so sometimes just tweaking when you go on stage also as a comedian works so for example if there's a if i see on the thing a chairman speech this 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 is in the last they put it and i know that at that time the bar will have to be open mm. because in 9 o'clock it's goa so i go and say okay please put me after the chairman because at least that time i will get attention right. you know because the dancers don't require that much they can yeah. 50 dancers or a musician or a band for them it's okay if the bar is open because there are so many of them loud right. noise farak nahi padta one guy talking yeah. and you know 100 guys at the bar obviously makes a lot of difference mm. and i tell them very clearly see listen you guys have paid me i've already got my money it's in the bank i've come here now for the make the show happen <laughs> you have to give me these basic things of people seated and the bar and food service to be stocked once you do that they understand that mm. you also mean you know there's honesty you just don't want you're not saying it for some ego but because if they don't listen to you they won't laugh and they yeah. won't sound just saying yeah so it's okay yeah now that i think of it but we women hmm. i'm sure men also feel the same that when someone is funny hmm. it's very alluring hmm. right how do we i can't say that how do we be funny i'm like how do you make uh, being funny our cup of the our thing like can everybody be funny uh not everybody it's something first of all you have to be you have to learn to take jokes on yourself very clearly that is the most important thing you com- we comedians are such we can sing in a room of 10 comedians all nine are making fun of you and you you also laugh at it because you know it's the it, you know it is the truth somewhere so you laugh at that but suppose you guys start getting offended that hey how the hell do you then you cannot be a comedian if you don't learn to take because so what happens sometimes trolls make joke hey tu budda hai and i say dude this joke i made like in second standard come on here you know <laughs> raise your game you know oh you have th- they see my wife four and two daughters oh you have three daughters you budda so dude this is a joke i only made so why are you telling me my joke you know? so <laughs> to, please thoda usko to raise your own game or you know so it's, it's typically you get since i'm old i get this buddha jokes i get this and i that. get buddhi jokes now no shabash so, so then you can imagine mere pe kya aata hai so then uh, so yeah it is like that so you have to learn to take jokes on of number one number one, obviously go you know you see more comedy you see more you know read books on humor and things that you can make yourself little bit funny but it's it's somewhere down the line it's inherent as if i read some book on comedy there's a book called the comedy bible by judy carter and there i read it after being into comedy after getting into comedy there it was that usually you know in your friend circle you have that one person who comes and you know uh, in your in your family circle you have that one uncle who's always making jokes and fun and always laughing this that you know the uh, the easy one mm. typically those tend to become comedians you mm-hmm. know so in my group when i look back i was the funny guy in my family circle i was the funny guy in my friend circle 
that's when it came to comedy and that's also when you do that you learn to take jokes on yourself yeah. you know so the first art is to be okay to absolutely, take absolutely because you see most comedians on stage they do a lot of self deprecating jokes they talk about their name they talk about their their body structure they talk about whatever you know they talk about you know what insults they get from their wives and children and blah this that and that's okay you have yeah. to yeah you know <laughs> so people say so, so people say hey, tusne ab sab apne upar hi mazak kar liya abhi kya bacha hmm. you know kind of hmm. thing that's the first that's the first art being hmm. okay being yeah. insulted not insulted i but would say yeah, jokes on yourself absolutely yeah. absolutely but hecklers are you do have people heckling you on stage i'm sure yeah trying to stop your show has it happened how do you top uh, you know you have to understand comedy in india is a very new scene it's still around 11 12 years old so what happens typically is that you get a lot of participative heckling it's not heckling to to pull you down or there because see if you like you go to the us uk i've seen like i was when i was now in the us i went to austin to a comedy club and then this guy was heckling and you know fourth time he started heckling the guy came to him from heckle once going to throw you out he said that no the bouncers bouncer, came and told yeah. him very clearly because what happened see nobody likes hecklers so i'll tell you the rules of heckling first of all hecklers are usually drunk they are people who have come from a very different place because they have just suddenly they want attention in the room mm. okay so they don't have a mic so the mic mm. is the comedian hecklers nobody likes even the rest of the audience doesn't like they have come to enjoy the show you're not come to listen to your you know stupid thing just because you you are drunk mm. and want to make a point mm. you know so usually nobody likes hecklers mm. so you, as a comedian hecklers is anyway the crowd is against him mm. but in india you don't that because in america and all the comedy has been there for 100 years india may is just a 11 12 year old phenomena people are still is a lot of participative heckling will people certainly to say oh nice joke i like that you know they'll say these kind of things rather than trying to really put you down but yeah just a decade old uh, comedy uh, 12 years or 12 13 years old i think comedy in india came in 2010 stand up comedy of our genre english where you stand up for something you talk about you know social topics and you know but you always had mimicry you always had these other forms of things from a long time you mm. heard shri johnny liver and all doing mm. for so many years mm. you know mm. but there was more mimicry kind of thing uh, you have different uh, different like uh, um, like you had political satires you, mm. you had but stand up comedy like very this is very english very american british kind of thing where you come up one person going and saying and talking about his life mm. talking about his marriage you know yeah topic that that's just 13 years old in india you have a long way to go oh yeah yeah long way to go. go so it's 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 like that so you have to take the audience along with you for example i remember i was performing in udaipur some few years back there was the first time it was history creating that udaipur was having stand up comedy mm. ever mm. you know first time ever a comedian stand up comedy is performing in udaipur now i can go and do dark jokes sex jokes and heavy political jokes i know that's an audience who's never seen comedy before i don't want to scare them ke bhaiya ye hoti hai comedy chalo chalo no 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 we'll go and watch on tv whichever show comes you know yeah because they come from a different paradigm Right. their conditioning is different their condition they never not never watched this before yeah. they don't know how sometimes how to react should we clap should we hoot should we uh-huh. so sometimes we tell them is this comedy show you can clap you can do uh-huh. hoo hoo you can do this you can that you can laugh loudly wow. and all that but it's changing it's, it's changing. interesting to know that when you you don't know how to respond <laughs> because you're seeing it for the first time right like already first time we started doing comedy in ncpa uh-huh. so ncpa for people who don't know is this huge theater yeah. collective in yeah. south bombay right. small small theaters there yeah. big theaters also there so ncpa is always used to sing plays right and in plays what happen is they usually give a standing ovation right 
Now, when we started doing comedy there, and those guys used to get up and stand ovation, and we comedians are not used to standing ovation. Of course, they are standing ovation. That's amazing. So we used to wonder why you standing. We used to get out, and they all standing, and the guys are like, "Go back, go back." They give you standing ovation. I said, "Acha, okay, then go back and just you know bow down. Thank you, thank you." That's amazing. That's amazing. I I feel that stand-up comedians play such a pivotal role in society because you all comment on social issues, yeah. stereotypes, all of that. But with what happened to Munawar, what happened to Veerdas, is it scary to be a comedian in India? Uh, to be honest, yes. Today's time, it is scary. Uh, uh, you don't know because what happens is that, see, honestly, the people who are after you, they are not after you. You are just the flavor of the day or the flavor of the week. You know. It's some small, uh, you know, relative of some big political party who wants to suddenly come on a national scene. So, like, what example happened in Munawar? To, I mean, if you said the name, I'll just say what I know of the facts is that some MLA's son or nephew wanted political mileage. He just turned up at a show with police and got him arrested. And uh, what I know is that Munawar didn't even go on stage. He got him arrested for some things which he had already apologized, deleted those videos and things like that. They went and arrested him, so which he was put into bar for I think for a month. He was in jail, and then he got bail, you know. And it was absolutely not a crime he did. He didn't even say any joke on that particular day. He didn't even go on stage. Before that, only those guys came and arrested him for what I don't know. So you know, so sometimes you have to be scared because you know where, you know, the attack can come from. Why you suddenly don't even know why? There's an election coming. They want some political mileage, like AIB roast when it happened, like in 2014. That was, you know, it was happened in I think Feb or March. It was an election year. In I think April, May there was election, so it was a very heated election year. And then somebody said, "No, no, no! They have offended this community." Everybody became guardians of the galaxy and said, "No, this is bad. This is wrong." Nobody really cared about anybody, mm-hmm. you know. Honestly, mm-hmm. they just everybody wanted political mileage. So I, sometimes you get scared that because of somebody's political vendetta, mileage you should not get for a joke. And what happens today? They are even you know things are getting manipulated. You know, like you see some of this, like some. If if you say something today in a longer context, mm. but somebody just cuts out that parts and put it up and mm. say, look what he's saying, which mm. they do a lot nowadays. Lot, yeah. Nowadays, you know, the people are, I've heard political people are using artificial intelligence, deep fake, mm. to change people's voice. Recently, these two wrestlers in India, who are, you know, who are, uh, uh, who, are, who, are who are basically uh, standing up for their rights, you know, they were being jailed, and there was a picture of them mm. smiling in. While they're doing, and it was actually showing that oh, they are laughing at the. At, but that was a deep fake. That was a altered AI image, you know, which later on uh, was proved. Okay, it was an altered image. But again, that's what is happening now. The 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 the, the, the rules are changing so fast, and these guys are using everything possible to get some kind of political right. Because you realize, every six months there's some election happening somewhere in yeah. India, and everybody's just so everybody's just hearing up, just fighting for the election, and they're using us as pawns in that thing. So it's more of that actually, you know. India that way has. I don't think the crowd really has any problem. Uh, in this. What has happened with you know like Manavar or even I think Veer, you were mentioning about this two Indias thing. In fact, Veer in the new special has addressed that, you know, uh, about yeah. how he was like the flavor of that week, and after one week everything just vanished. People forgot about him, you know, yeah. and moved on to the next topic, you know. Yeah. So that's how it happens, and you know, in India, so many things happen, you know, like. Like yesterday, something happened in Maharashtra where the entire political coup happened. You know, people forget all the rest of the issues. Everybody is focusing yeah. on this issue, so it's you are the flavor of the day, for the week. So I hope you just don't get caught in that for no, no, 
you know actual reason yeah. mm. Mm. and you have to see you have to understand as comedians there are rules regulations everywhere in the world for example if i perform in the uae and all there are some rules i can't talk about islam i can't talk about the rulers it's there like in india also as thing as per the constitution you can't talk about the national emblem the ashok chakra you can't make fun on the flags but of course you can make fun of political parties which has been doing for years political cartoonists satirists have been doing you can make fun of bollywood you can't make fun of you can make fun of cricket but if people start getting offended at everything then <laughs> you have to just go and give ted talks i think but why do you think people the was it like in the yester years also people used to feel offended i think the phone offended. the phone it's the phone because now you have access you have everyday 4g data i i personally think it's that so it's not only in india it's happening everywhere in the world because earlier just imagine if suppose the prime minister said something you know 20 years back you have to write a letter you know take mm. a piece of paper start writing a letter you don't know where to post it you go to the post office put post find the address of the prime minister if you knew where it is mm. send the letter you don't know whether the letter will ever reach him mm. or not him or her you know but today people are there on they have their valid you know verified accounts yeah, on twitter, twitter instagram write a comment right everybody's got 4g 5g then everybody 2gb data every day chalo bhejo everybody's got suddenly mm. this this device. i think the device has changed a lot because now people are just getting offended and you know putting up on whatsapp on social media so many things are there we can vent it out in a way good also but in a way bad also there yeah. suddenly this double edged sword yeah comedians going abroad and sharing their perspective about india hmm What do you feel about that? I think it's absolutely okay. It's absolutely okay. It's I mean, uh, uh, see, again you have to understand I think are you referring to Veer's thing? Yes, I want to know your opinion on what happened with Veer Das. What he did was absolutely right. I mean, he it was it was his thing. Anybody reading that, I don't I didn't find anything wrong, mm. but it was on that particular day his thing got picked up as he says suddenly it hit like some 35 million views within 2 days. you know and and then it also vanished also that way you know he got that thing he was termed a terrorist some so many states in india said he'll not be allowed to perform in our state and things like that you know how dare he talk about our country but what he said if you really just analyze what he said i don't think there's anything you know derogatory which he spoke up and he was just talking the truth you know if any women in india feels that she's absolutely safe anywhere in india i mean i don't know you know is it right or no you know, i don't know so I think what he said was absolutely right but he as he himself he himself says he was the flavor of that week and he was sort of surprised also how it all just vanished yeah. good for him it vanished but yeah so i don't i, I think people are okay people uh, you know are um, they want to hear good comedy they want to hear a voice and i mean that entire video has helped we so much which he himself says suddenly he's got like one 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 and a half, two million of followers he never had earlier. These young people who never know there was a Veer yeah. Das suddenly follow him, and they and the shows are getting sold out. It's it like it's like having um, you know without paying rent, you have your name in a person's mind, right? Like okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel that in India we have a long way to go in in really taking that jibe, right? When it comes to comedy, because sometimes. when we like i have my friend who and we 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 try to be a little sassy with each other we roast each other she's sitting right in front of me right now <laughs> we're roasting each other all the time but if i do the same thing with someone else 
not everybody can take that and we've spoken about this yeah, earlier yeah, also yeah, yeah, right yeah. you the person has to be comfortable with you this i think it depends from person to person you know but has india evolved now or we have a long uh, way to no, go when it comes to take it could have evolved but i think the social media and this people are just getting too intolerant about everything and you know everybody is a voice like can you imagine earlier a movie used to come out mm. i am an old guy a movie used to come out you have to go and open a times of india or some paper to see the review mm. today on social media bloody friday 2 o'clock mm. the movie is released at 10 o'clock in the morning 11 o'clock by 2 o'clock in the hour it was released last night in dubai mm. you know and there are like some 220000 reviews people have said oh i'd wasted my 3 hours of my time and, and you were bloody wasting one more hour writing this yeah. you know everybody's become a critic yeah. you know i have tweeted this many every friday india creates like million new you know movie critics mm. you know khane ka you know <laughs> you go to a restaurant and people yeah. have written like volumes on their dosa and things hey, shut up yaar khaya you don't like it don't go again yaar you know so it's, it's just because i think it's all because of the phone it's the device that you have it's your opinion which is going which is right you have a have to an opinion yeah. but i don't know yaar how, how do you create a balance with being funny but at the same time not offending anyone and being inclusive i think it comes with time it comes with time you have to be you have to be you have to be fairly aware of your crowd uh, 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 you know uh, uh, like i i have once recently performed in a, one of the gym khana clubs ekdam budda audience tha you know very older audience and i felt that you know sometimes they are not going to be ready for some kind of jokes you know you would you would not to like sometimes like uh, uh, somebody has come with her daughter in law mm. with her grandson you know grandson also 18 he's not mm. some kid mm. but a grandson and grandmother have come for the show you don't want them to feel awkward at the show mm. they have come for show because also maybe they are watching comedy for the first time you mm. know they got a free entry because they are part of the gymkhana so they all came there but they are not really the comedy or but that also doesn't mean you give them what you want to say and mm. then they'll say are what the hell was this so you take them along you know you take them along then you can do very simple sindhi marwadi punjabi joke which mm. you would never do on stage yeah. usually you will do all that you know you'll do some fun stuff and you know and you know see that you uh, very important to read the crowd gauge the audience absolutely i think as an as an mc comedian i think all for every artist this is yeah yeah for singers for sure yeah. yeah if a singer goes on stage and starts singing indie songs and there is old people who come to listen you know covers of kishore kumar and manna day and mahmud rafi and he sings he's singing all defi singing hollywood <laughs> songs <laughs> english songs so guys wonder what they they will start start clapping unless they really into that crowd so it's very important to understand your crowd there was this one show where bafida had to perform and he couldn't come or something and then there was this english singer that was sent my god <laughs> to this audience and he's like what is happening kya yeah. hai it's so funny complain, and yeah. i'm like oh my god what is i hope you don't get beaten up let's <laughs> just go from here <laughs> so uh, which which uh, i'm just the, the instant just came you know <laughs> so let's talk about sex wow we nice. love sex yeah uh, and your sexual jokes are like super funny amazing it's hilarious i love it I always wonder how do you push these topics ahead because I feel they also help in making these topics uh, less of a taboo in society. Hmm. How do you go about with it? So first of all, you know, I if the if my show is for 18 plus audience or a 16 plus I would say in today's context, kids today I think 14 plus also is okay, but I would still 
not pushed for 14 years, it's 16 plus, audience is good enough. Because you know, like my own children, like I remember like I started out doing comedy, my elder daughter was like 17, younger was 15. And when you start doing comedy, you're in a room, you don't have an audience. Yeah. So I remember making my wife and two daughters sit in the room and I used to practice my set. Mm. And that if you have to sometimes say the F word, you say it, F word, you talk about sex, I would say it. Yeah. And my wife was like, what is wrong with you? Talking about sex and the F word in front of these girls. I said, listen, one is 17, one is 15. If they don't know these two words, it's time to change their school, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, come on, let's be, you know, if they're studying in Mumbai in a good school, they better know these words yeah. by 15, 17, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I, 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 so the point I'm going to tell you is that you have to be okay with it, number one. But, like, for so example, I just did a show in London, mm. I remember. And my show is 18, it's got, it's got, I talk about, I talk about sex, I talk about whatever. It's yeah. not I talk about sex as a plan thing, it becomes a part of my set. Yeah. You know, I give bad words, you know. And I talk about threesomes, I talk about orgies and this and yeah. that, everything. And there was this lady sitting, there was like the three, four people sitting. Right. And that, that lady who must be, I think, in her 40s, yeah. she came to me later on, she said, thank you, Mr. Khati, I was sitting next to my father-in-law, my mother-in-law. And I didn't know they like were laughing so much and that made me so much at ease. Yeah. Because if they would be quiet, they would be sitting and squirming and then that conversation back yeah. home would have been very, very difficult. Yeah. Like, like what did you get us for? Yeah. <laughs> and it was Father's Day, so she had got a father-in-law for my show. And her mother-in-law and some few relatives were there. But see, it's I don't do crash humor. Yeah. You know, I have maybe initially as comedians you do crash humor. I would have done it in the past. Like I'm talking about like eight years back, but now you understand. You know, even some like simple changing of the words itself can, mm. you know, you need not say a body part. You can just say something else and it will still mean that, mm. you know, mm. <laughs> like, mm. like my favorite thing for using the male member I always use in Indian country is Bindi, you know, so <laughs> right. people always laugh, you know, because rather than saying the P <laughs> word, you say, <laughs> everybody back, <laughs> girls, <laughs> just smile. Yeah, face. and uh, you say fried Bindi or whatever, you know. I don't even know. It's even worse. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you that it's okay. You, you understand where it's coming from as long as it's not really crass humor, it's not, you know, filthy, it's not people start squirming. And that's something which I will also know. Like I, for example, I can I hate fart jokes. I just hate it. So I never do it on stage. I'm still tripping on the bindi. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I hate fart jokes. I never do it on stage myself. So it's your own personal thing. Uh, you know, what you want to do, what you want to do. What's your problem with fart? I don't know, I just don't like it. I just, find <laughs> it, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I like any other comedian also doing fart jokes, excepting one George Carlin joke. Other than that, I have not found any funny, you know. I just feel it's disgusting, just my personal opinion. Yeah. So I pers also don't do that, you know. For example, I don't understand religion at all. I, I am Hindu, but I don't understand. I have not studied any religious texts mm. of my own Hinduism, of other religions to talk about. So I don't talk about religion. So you go on the internet, you won't find any religious joke. I don't understand it. So it's you have to be a fairly good expert. So I'm I'm expert with my marriage with my wife for 30 years. I that can do a lot of jokes. I see. Like that that yeah. I see. And it's what I love about your marriage jokes and about your wife and the dynamics you'll have is every time your content on marriage is fresh. I'm mm. like, is bande ko fresh content hamesha kaise milta hai? Because once you go through 30 years of marriage, you apne aap, you're not married, right? No. Uh, once you get married, once you get 30 years of marriage, then you'll see the amount of jokes you, which life throws at you. you I'll know. have an entertainer, stand-up comedian for life? 100%, you know. If okay. not, at least the, the concept of marriage will get you a lot of jokes. At least one hour of material of jokes every day, you know. Every day something or the other happens and you wonder, my God, this is so funny, you know. Yeah. yeah.
Just tell, tell us something funny that happened like a day or two ago. So in this last trip, so I'll tell you, okay. Uh, so my wife says I have to buy, she has a group of three friends. Huh. And she's, she says I have to buy some gifts for them. Like whenever they also go abroad, they buy some gifts yeah. for me. So throughout the trip, she's saying what gift, what gift, what gift. Now last two days gifts, she's saying, you know what? I'll go and buy, we'll buy lingerie, okay, for all of them. Because that's something yeah, which is useful. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So she takes me to a shop. We, we go to Victoria's Secret mm -hmm. in a mall. She says, oh my God, Victoria's Secret. They loved her. We go there and she's picking up panties for them. Yeah. Okay. First of all, she says, I'll pick up matching panties. So I said, hello. <laughs> How do you like, you all decided on one day you're going to wear matching panties. So why are you wearing matching? It can be any other color. Yeah. Then that's okay. Then she's buying panties. Suddenly she picks up. One of her friend's name is Aarti. She picks up and she says, hey, do you think this is fit Aarti? Okay. And I said, listen, <laughs> I don't know Aarti's size, you know, but she said it so innocently. You started imagining Aarti. No, no, forget that. No, when I'm going to see Aarti in my life, I'm going to just imagine <laughs> those panties. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, but this actually happened to me. She just very innocently, hey, do you think this will fit Aarti? Like, I know her size and Aarti size just can't fit. Do you think it will fit Aarti? Like, yes. I said, no, I don't know <laughs> Aarti's panty size. <laughs> You do have some great refreshing content. You, uh, this is this comes up every day, like in everyday conversations, something other happens, and you know, it feels you know. I think I should get married, Atul. Yeah, just to get jokes. Right? Just to get <laughs> the right jokes, yeah. right? So funny guys, please. Yeah. Lindsay is single. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we talk about inspiration and in comedy, and you we know where your inspiration comes from. One is your marriage. Any process that you follow to get more inspiration? I do watch a lot of, uh, I would say, other comedians. Uh, not for, not to get inspired for writing jokes, like we don't copy jokes. But just like I have some favorite comedians, I just go and watch their set again and again. Just to the brilliance on how, on a small issue, they remove like 100 jokes. You know, like you see Jerry Senfried, Jerry Senf oh, sorry, Jerry, I don't know, huh, what's wrong with me? The, huh. Yeah, huh. doesn't matter, it's okay, Jerry. So, Jerry He'll take a small thing and he'll just write some 200 jokes around it, you know. And you wonder how the hell could you get jokes from a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, you know. So that's the brilliance of uh, uh, the. So uh, sometimes watching a movie inspires me, you know, mm. you're a good movie. Sometimes creatively you have to get inspired. And as I tell people, now, otherwise, nothing else, you open up the Times of India, any newspaper in India, every day you will get like fires or material. Yeah. You know, India is such an amazing country, yeah. such a diverse country. There are so many religions. So there's Bollywood, there's cricket, there are politics. Yeah. You know, and you'll just, just, just keep on. You, the kind of premises which they give you is like crazy. Or umpteen, you know, premises you get every day, and then you can sit and write, and make jokes on them. I remember at one time when earlier we used to just do that. We used to take the t newspaper. Just take headlines and then start writing jokes on that. Mm. You know? But the problem with those are they're very topical. Mm. They have a shelf life of just 15 20 mm. days, you know. Mm. So when you're writing for a longer set and all that, you know, unless it's a very funny premise, then you can do it. Other thing which I, it has to make me laugh. Any joke, I think most comedians do that when they write a joke, it has to make them, them laugh, laugh yeah. first than anybody else. Only if they find it funny will they do it because we've been doing it day in, day out. Yeah. You know? so not, it becomes like a process, a process of writing. Yeah. How what what do you do when you go through this process of I don't know how to be funny or I have a creative block? Uh, I think what helps for me is exercising. 
you know I that really helps uh, I don't drink too much uh, so uh, I, I because what happens when you exercise so I, I I know those days when I have to write what I do is I go to a beach I, I live close to Juhu Beach in Mumbai so mm. I walk on the beach no phone nothing I leave the phone at home because the phone is always you mm. know there's mm. beeping some mm. whatsapp mm. message it's, it's mm. a constant you know interrupt driven thing so I leave everything and I just walk on the beach for an hour or two hours one and a half hour 10,000 steps 15,000 steps and that's where I can see a lot of ideas creative things coming up and I remember the last one hour I did was entirely in my head then I sat and write it down mm. so a lot of things are in your head you find it funny you expand it in your head and see all that you may find it funny your wife may find it funny your child may but finally the crowd has to find it mm. funny and so I'll tell you the process of a joke is you write it you, you put it in your head for me it's I put it in my head and I write it on, on the laptop more jokes come out then the best is to go and try it out and when you try it out after that same bit if you do it like 8, 10 times, 15 times, 20 times it starts chiseling then you know then you cut off things which are not working you know premises long premises won't work you cut off the premise you come there and come up with a tight you know 5 minutes where that's why you see most good comedians they come up with a new special after a year and a half 2 years okay that means a 1 hour is taking roughly around 2 years or a year let's say a year to write which means you are getting 5 minutes per month 5 to 12 is 60 minutes right so even if you get 5 great 5 minutes of great content every month you are okay you build it up build it and it you come takes with the that much time yeah 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 so write That's a good amazing. set amazing yeah. because see when you are paying like 2500 3000 bucks to come and watch me i better be funny these are tried tested jokes which have been tested in open mics have been tested in rooms because when you are paying money I want you to make you laugh, 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 laugh and go back. I be, can't come in there and you know riffing over there, trying out jokes. That all you do in your open mics and your other things. But when you are on stage, you have a show, it has to be funny. That's what me and that's, that's what I believe in. And that's what most of that's why you see any comedian like Dave Chappelle or any of these big comedians abroad like Veer and all, they have yeah. a show after. So what do you do? You write a show, you, you sort of test it and you take it across. And while you're taking it across, you're chiseling it, you're adding new things. Mm. Some other comedians gives you some tags. Sometimes somebody gives you some tags. You start putting up. Sometimes you've written a joke about politics. The political scenario changes. Mm. Throw the joke, put something else. You know, so it's it's a it's like a lovely recipe. And then finally, you come up with the end product. And that end product has to then it has to stand the test of time for one and a half, two years. You know. It cannot be a joke which people don't suddenly forget the premise only, you know. Mm. This happened, you'll say, it's done, it's done, let's move on, right. Like my last special was about, uh, about my experience on COVID. When I got COVID, a lot of part is on COVID, on me getting COVID and the funny stories around it, you know. Now that I can only continue for yeah, maybe yeah, September. Yeah. That's it. People say, that boss, now we want to forget COVID and move on with life, yeah. let's talk something yeah. else. So that's it. So it's got over. Covid's got over now. My, my that set is. I'm just performing in Australia in September, August. That'll be the end of it. And then you September. have to come up with new content. Already have started content. work on the new content, and that's, now come that, up with that's a lot of hard work. So if if we think that you know becoming a comedian is like oh no no it's hard work. I can, I can like even listening to it. I'm like my god, this hours of sitting as a writer. No, and then going on and performing, and you don't get it's like. Uh, for example, if I have to, if I have written a new 10 minute bit and I have to go and perform, I have to perform it somewhere. So I'll call up some comedy club in Mumbai. I live in Mumbai, so I'll call up Habitat, for example, is a comedy club in Mumbai. I'll call up them, say, hey, can I get a 10 minute spot? And it, I may not be, it, they may not have a spot. They'll say, okay, guys, dude, come next Thursday, 10 o'clock, we have a spot for you, 10, 10 minutes. So you wait for that next Thursday, go prior to 10 minutes, it may work, it may not work. 
you know that time there might be just 10 people in the audience on that day if it's raining a lot so then again you don't drop that bit you again try it one more time when there are more people so just test it you know the sample size has to be more you just keep on doing that keeping that and okay this is working put it here add it to your bigger set it's actually a lot of hard work so i've always wondered are they close knit the comedy industry or i all do you all have politics no i don't think so there's any part i don't think there's any politics i think it's just that people have become so busy you know earlier what and what has happened is unfortunately earlier there is to be this concept of comedy clubs hmm. i mean everywhere there's yeah. comedy club every in the green room today also there are some comedy clubs yeah. but what has happened a lot of like like i do most of my shows in auditoriums this is a solo show so i'm traveling alone you know so typically don't get too much time to interact but obviously we all have our close friends in the industry who you've been working with for example i used to work with east india comedy earlier mm. it was a collective of seven comedians so those are, those are very thick to me because i know them for so many years we worked together so we keep on meeting but also other like just last saturday i was performing there was this comedian from delhi gorav who came in mm. so i was i love to hang around with him backstage you know i love to do festivals because that's the time you meet mm. other comedians and just talk and gossip support. and just masti but i think i'm friends with everybody like i like to be friends with everybody it's easy it, as in people do mentor hmm in your industry there are there are comedians who would say say a uh, amateur i don't know whether amateur is the appropriate word someone who's just starting off yeah, as yeah, a comedian yeah, yeah, yeah. go walks up to you or walks up to say a jweshu and says hey can you know i need some mentoring Are you all accessible? How how does it I, work? I think we are all accessible. We are all accessible. Like for example, I was just two days back. I was doing a show, and there was this comedian doing like a five-minute spot before me. So I usually I ask him what that story. What is he going to talk about? It should not be repetitive. Suppose he talks a suppose he talks about airline travel a lot. It's in his five minutes, and I also have a thirty minutes on airline travel. The audience will think, "Boss, everybody's still talking about airline travel is the flavor of the day." But why is everybody talking about airline mm. travel? There are other topics to talk about also. So I just usually ask him. So then, while talking to him, he said, "Yes, sir, I'm doing five minutes these these jokes, and three minutes I'm trying today for the first time." So I said, "Hello, hello, hello! Don't try three minutes new jokes in front of this my audience. You know, try, do your tested five minutes of jokes, because why are you trying new jokes in a room of seven hundred people? Do your old tested jokes because." you have to you have to basically you are going as an opening act anyway you are going to get the hit because at that time people are settling in mm-hmm. you know lights are still on they're not off and things like that so i said just do your strong 5 minutes and get out you mm-hmm. know and don't do don't try new stuff and this and that so and he really liked the idea and it worked for him you know because new jokes he's got funny he's written 2 days back mm-hmm. whether it's funny to the audience or not i don't want to mean this 5 minutes big 3 minutes new jokes will bomb who mm-hmm. guy will start ratting on stage you know Yeah. So you try to give this kind of little bit, you know, tips. I would say, honestly, we are all learning. So I have no really authority to say that oh, I'm a mentor or things like that. I just have eleven no years. No, you can't. I don't think you can teach anybody stand-up comedy. You can teach something called something called as creative writing. Hmm. You know, there are courses where somebody, some of the comedians used to take it. One of my friends, Anubhav Pal, he used to take this course. He's a comedian. He's a great comedian. He used to write, take sessions on creative writing. But stand-up comedy is a performance because. a stand up comedy is nothing but writing plus your performance on stage mm. so sometimes somebody your re- your writing can be weak but you can overcome it by great performance on stage you know i mean i know many comedians who do that one paper when they have read the joke as a stupid joke but the way he has sold it on stage is amazing mm. but there are some people who are bad performers but their writing is so strong that they can be standing one liners you know like mitch hedberg just google him 
he's one of those guys he was not a performer he just come on stage he's not even look at the audience he's, i think he used to be drunk or drugged or whatever that's what you say he passed away he's a legendary comedian so just wear goggles just look down and just deliver one liners and brilliant like you can't find one fault and not one word out of the place that was his writing crisp writing beautiful writing so it's you know it's a writing and performance both wow so, so that's what stand up so is so nobody can teach you stand up comedy stand up comedy is you have a good set you write it go on stage day in day out you know practice 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 the more you get on stage the more you will get comfortable with the audience the more you'll you know uh, you know own the stage didn't know all these different facets <laughs> uh, quite new for me and uh, i have a new found i've always respected comedians because i've always felt you'll have to be fearless to you know take on the audience <laughs> and uh, there's a new found respect for you all i have always wanted to ask and i've got like couple of messages on instagram i told them that i am interviewing a stand up comedian oh, wow. is there a question that you want to ask mm. and the one of the questions i wanted to ask who pays on the first date is it a boy or a girl first it i don't know about other people uh, i would i would usually offer to pay okay i would usually offer to pay. even though i'm a sindhi i would usually <laughs> offer to pay because i think it's just chivalrous but yeah but if the woman decides can no we have to split the bill equally she doesn't want to take the you know wrong signal by saying that okay you take the date and it's okay to split the date also i think the times are changed i'm an old guy i dated like last i dated was 32 years back with my wife only one girlfriend uh, one girlfriend only my wife only so the thing is that i thought i'll get masala i think i paid i think i paid yeah you paid <laughs> you paid i paid i feel i feel that whoever asks for the date hmm. they should pay why not that's maybe, what i feel maybe but you can also set it right in the beginning like my daughter also like she go, went on a date some time back and uh, with the first time she was meeting this guy and, uh, and she herself told me okay, no i will not let it be we'll we'll go dutch and they went dutch like so like you know they split the bill because she didn't want or he both didn't want to give any kind of a thing that okay i'm paying the, the, the obligation kind of thing you know today women are earning here so it's okay atul i want to ma- i want to i want to share something with uh-huh. you Don't judge me for that. No, no, no. So whenever I go on a date, and if I don't like the guy, uh-huh. I'm like, hmm, I don't you like pay. you. I'm gonna pay. <laughs> you're gonna pay. <laughs> I'm gonna pay because I don't you like. You say I don't like you. Oh, no, I, 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 no. That's like you know. No, I pay. I don't say I don't like I, you. I, I, I don't say that. Come on. <laughs> I'm a little chivalrous too. <laughs> so, uh, but if I do like the guy, I'm like, okay, then I want. So yeah, so that okay. Okay, this time you pay. next time yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like you are taking it it's like an improv thing you're yeah. taking it like, <laughs> not like a comedy give the punch and get out you pay yeah <laughs> i i i always feel that when you're performing in india and you're performing say internationally i've observed this when i'm doing shows abroad audience preferences when it comes to comedy their understanding their paradigms would be very different uh so there are two things one is uh, performing to an indian audience abroad yeah uh, so suppose I, i like i did my show recently so uh, i got like most of my co- audience is indian because they are your fans they want to hear so those audiences honestly i feel are much more easier than the audiences here in mumbai mm. okay because first of all those guys get not too much of comedy happening in their you know they must be watching two three shows a year because we don't go there very often nowadays so every Every week, there's a comedian going abroad. That's a different story. But uh, 
initially it was not the case and they want to do they want to hear india stories they want you to say like bc mc yeah. they want to say if you just say the word pav bhaji and they let like a club say vada pav and say are sir thank you for saying vada pav and say it's like no sir maharashtra vada pav like you know i said relax you know yeah. I, i didn't think of it from that point of you know thing but there they are very this they want to hear a little bit of hindi they want to talk nostalgia you're bringing the country to them Mm. getting india to them the stories of india to them there some of them have gone recently some of them not come to india for 2 3 years so they want to hear the stories but what happens in when you're performing to a, a white audience mm. or a global audience right. you know so there the challenges are different number one uh, your accent has to be so right mm. now the english at the, the the speed at which you're speaking suppose a guy from amsterdam would be here he wouldn't understand a bit even though he understands english Seriously? because we are too fast for him What? This, I thought this, they were fast. No, no, and in, in Europe and all, because see what happens. You have to understand our accent is not Americanized accent. So most of these guys like to hear Americanized accent because mm. as the movies they have seen, maybe that's how they speak. So you have to be a little slow. Number mm. one, sometimes the choice of words. Like for example, I if I ask over here, uh, what's the drinking age limit in Mumbai? Uh, so you would know it's like twenty-five mm. in Mumbai. By the way, it's twenty-five. It's not eighteen. Oh, it's changed. Huh. Okay. But if the same the word drinking age limit, if I say to a person in Europe, he will not understand the construct of the. the okay, what do you mean drinking age limit? So then you have to rephrase it. At what age are you know uh. are you allowed to start drinking? It's just rephrasing. They don't understand the drinking age limit. That word, its construct, they don't understand. Mm. And the choice of words have to be different. And I've I've learnt it sometimes the hard way. For example, if you say pawn. Okay, you understand P O R N. For them, it's P A W N. For them, pawn is pawn. Mm. You have to roll the R a little bit. Mm. Oh. Because I did once. I talked about pawn, and this guy came. Why are you talking about chess? I said, Dude, it's not chess. I'm talking about pawn. He said, Oh no, that's why I didn't get the joke. So it oh. was like that because in his concept, he was thinking I'm talking about P A W N, chess ka pawn. So just the words and things like that. Also, where you perform, you know, like in America, they understand a lot of us because they work with. So if I perform in Google office in America, where it's full of Indians and Americans, they understand because they are talking to Indians mm, every day. Mm. They understand the accent; they have learnt it. Mm. You know, uh, but if you are performing in like in in Amsterdam, where the interaction is not too much with Indians, maybe. So then, but they understand English. But it's just that how. So it's you have to you have to play that very you know properly. You know, you have to go like slightly like slower. Mm. So sometimes, like for me, when I'm on stage, I have a lot of energy because I speak fast, but. Like recently, I I I got a feedback when I was in Europe. The guy said, "Do you are going too fast? Go slow, go slow. People are not understanding you." Mm. The organizer came and told me, and then I realized, yeah, they were right. I was just too excited. I had a sold out show. I was just going very fast and all, and they they, they were like, I was jumping over my own jokes. And after the second show, I was slowed down a bit, and I was also enjoying. They were also enjoying. You know, Same. these small bits, things you. Change little bit, you know. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a lot like of work. Like there's so much of a... research in this. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like performing is another art, and writing for that performance is another art. And then while you're art. performing, you're thinking of what's happening on your feet. On your while you're on your toes, you're like thinking, "Okay, what is happening?" You know. Like I have one wrong word on. Like sometimes it happens. Like you go on stage, you think I'll make this joke, and then you just alienate the audience. You know, you said something, but it sounded very, very maybe derogatory, and the audience says we are not going to laugh at you. Not to get lost. You know, you you have unnecessary. You know, something you said a wrong word. So, Atul, last question. 
Okay. What can we expect from Atul in the next one year? What's going to happen? So, as a comedian, you try to always write something better. You challenge yourself more than what you have done last. So, I was very happy with my last set. It is, I took it around the world. Yeah. Uh, I'm Congratulations taking it to, I'm on taking that. it to Australia in September and October now. But uh, now, next set, you want to write something more better than that. Something you challenge yourself. Something more deeper. You know, obviously, my also jokes have, as you said, I try to talk a lot about social, small, small social things, yeah. political. I throw in here and there. You know, I just enjoy doing that. So, uh, plus with plus with your splice of your life. So, I'm going to do that. Write better. Uh, there's something which I want to do. I want to. I'm a Sindhi, and I want to write something. I want to. That's my wish list. It's been my bucket list to write a one-hour set on Sindhi history wow. and culture. Uh, basically, using comedy as a tool, but not making fun, obviously, of mm. the culture or the history. But uh, you know, trying to get more young Sindhi kids out uh, to to know about your culture. A lot of people have forgot because we lost the land, so now we are like nomads. Not really nomads. Now we are global citizens, actually. Yeah, I call yeah. So, <laughs> so the thing is that try to. Um, that's my thing. So I'm working on that. That's a separate project I'm working on. But I think initially, now next, I think maybe within six months, seven months, eight months, I should be like. You know, on the street again, back with a new set and things like that. Yeah. Sounds so cool. Yes, and obviously we'll meet on corporate shows. Yes. <laughs> and now next time we meet, we have to sit after the show. Yes. Have a coffee and yeah. Is that going to happen, Atul? With because the you are so busy. You are busy. I was. Like, you stole my line. <laughs> I thirty minutes I do my set and go away. She's on stage for four hours. Yeah. yeah. But it was so much fun. I absolutely you. loved you on Thank this podcast. Thank you so Just much, like Lucia. your Thank set. You so Thank Just you so like much. your jokes, uh, amazing. I had a ball of a time. Thank and uh, do you want to say something to? That's it. Come and support. Uh, come and support stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy is a new art form, pretty new. It's around a 12-year-old art form. Please come and support comedians by coming and watching live comedy. I know you can watch it on WhatsApp, on YouTube, on OTT platforms, but nothing like a live comedy yeah. show. You the same set you'll watch on WhatsApp, same set you'll watch in a in a live environment. You'll just enjoy it. You know, hundred times fold. So come and watch, and also uh, keep on following Lindsay's work. The amazing work she's doing. Yeah. Keep on following both of us. Yes. Give us more followers. And call me for a marriage, okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're hooking me up with a comedian. <laughs> you said funny guy. That's why yeah. any comedians there, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be my wingman. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but thank you so much. I loved. This podcast, just the way I did the other podcast. If you're liking it, go ahead, do like, subscribe, and tell me. And share. And share, yes, yeah. very important. Share and do tell me who is the next guest that you would like to have. Thank you, and see you on the next podcast. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye, bye, -bye, bye, -bye.